the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program are those of the host and not necessarily those of staff, management, or ownership. Phoenix. Yes, Brother Mike, back on the radio. Arizona, thank you for your time. Welcome to HardcoreChristianity.com. You are about to listen to the nastiest Christian radio broadcast in the country. You're going to hear the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And we don't care who likes it. We never care. Today's Bible study. Me! Thank you for tuning in. Hey, would you give somebody a call and tell them the radio program's on? This is going to be an odd Bible study today. I'll make a couple of quick announcements while you make that call. God bless you and thanks for helping the ministry. This is Brother Mike. I'm the professional counselor, as you know, from the House of Healing in Central Phoenix. We're on 11th Street, just south of Indian School Road and west of the 51 Freeway, down by the VA. Uh, if you go to the website, hardcorechristianity.com, you'll see all of our ministries. We have services every evening, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Tuesday night is our deliverance training class for those of you interested in getting into the uh, healing and the deliverance ministry. Wednesday night's our inner healing night with Diane and Kelly. And Thursday night we bring in the faith healers to teach and preach and pray for sick. While you're on the website, you can join us on YouTube, Facebook. You can sign up for a free monthly seminar. We have seminars every month that are free. And you can hit the PayPal button again and send us a donation. Most of our donations, as you know, are small. $25, $100, $150, stuff like that. And that works out really good for us because I don't take a salary in the ministry. I never have. I've been on the radio for 14 years now. And uh, every month, every dime that comes in, we can just apply it to the uh, ministry expenses. We're off and running. No problemo. Thank you so much for your donations. We have never been late on a bill payment. Never. In uh, 14 years, I have never had a teaching on tithing and giving and we have never lacked anything, and everything's been paid on time. That, my friends, is a Christian record. We hold the record. Thanks for tuning in today. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this verse in 2 Corinthians. Fantastic, fantastic. Paul wrote them a letter, and he put a lot of hard things in it. Very hard stuff. And uh, there was a big reaction to it. There was a uh, pipe bomb effect at the Corinthians church. Many people were helped by it. Many people rebelled and left. It caused quite a controversy. It could have been the first Corinthians letter, but we do know that there were other letters Paul wrote to the Corinthians that have never been found. But regardless, doesn't matter. There was a pipe bomb hit the church. And he says in verse 9, 2 Corinthians 7, now, I rejoice not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance. For you were made sorry, you were made sorry after a godly manner, godly manner, 
So you might receive damage by us in nothing. Verse 10, for godly sorrow, for godly sorrow works to repentance. Metanoia is the Greek word for repentance. It means to make an about face to go back the opposite direction. It says you were, for godly sorrow works repentance to salvation, not to be repented of. Ametam elatos is the Greek word for repented of, and it means not to be abandoned or forsaken. But, he says, the sorrow, Greek word lupe, the sorrow of the world, lupe means sadness or grief, of the world works death. The Greek word for world there is cosmos, humanity. The sadness or sorrow or grief of the human world, of humanity, works death. On October 5th, 1996, I was, you know, flying high, living life as a sinner. I was a millionaire. All the nice stuff, the cars, the house. I had all the superficial friends you'd ever want, a bunch of them. I had, I had the girls. I had the girlfriends. Lots, lots of fun, lots of recreation. And I was a workaholic, addicted to money and... I was flying high. Well, I got a call that evening. I was sitting at my home. It was late at night, let's say around, I think it was 10 or 10.30. I was half drunk. I'd finished up another 70-hour work week. And my ex-wife was on the phone. I picked up the phone, and all I heard was someone crying. And I knew it was my ex-wife. And I said to her, instinctively, I don't know where it came from, what happened to Tracy? Somehow, some way, I don't know why, I knew that it was my youngest daughter that was in trouble, not my oldest one who had left and moved to the state of Washington. Tracy was 16 years old, and she had been in a car accident that evening near 55th Avenue and Deer Valley Road, headed westbound, going to a party with high school students and the car had been in a rollover and she flew out the door on one of the rolls and landed on Deer Valley Road and hit her head and was brain dead. Well, I gave my testimony a couple of years on the radio. Maybe I'll do that again sometime about all the things that happened that night. But to make that long story short, uh, in December 25th, Christmas morning, um, I had turned my life over to the Lord by then. And my daughter woke up out of a brain-dead coma in just one quick second, just like that, on Christmas morning at about 8.20. And uh, she's, been, she's been awake every six, ever since. She was in a wheelchair and was a hemiplegic. In other words, her right side her right side was working good, but her left side wasn't working. She was a TBI and had, you know, obviously still severe brain damage. Well, anyway, over the next couple of years, I uh, was trying to serve the Lord, and I was on fire for the Lord, but I had been 
attacked by sake you couldn't believe because I was trying to transition myself out of my secular world, my sinful world, as a secular counselor, and I was trying to transition into a godly Christian life of living with purity and holiness. And that's a tough transition when you were as heavily intertwined in the secular world as I was and living in sin. It was really tough. I had to gradually get rid of all my friends. I got rid of all my girlfriends. I had to slowly transition. And it was tough. In addition to that, the devil was pounding on me like I was a heavy bag in a gym. My ex-wife did not change after my daughter's accident. And she was, you know, as grumpy and as angry and as frustrating a person as ever. And the rest of my family, all kinds of problems. And just, you know, to make the story short, because I don't have a lot of time here, everything was going very bad for me. And I was struggling to serve God. I wanted to serve him. I was so grateful he had healed my daughter and brought her out of a coma. But things were weighing down on me, and it started getting worse, worse and worse and worse. And over the period of two years, I was, I was starting to have sensations and, of transitioning back into my uh, secular world. And on the website under the teaching button, you can get the article, The Glorious Gift of Hate. And I always teach at the House of Healing, and I learned this experience over the years, that if you don't hate something, you will go back to it eventually. And if you don't hate sin or the devil or demons, you may temporarily have a truce between the two, but eventually you'll go back to them. And I was sensing myself transitioning back into a world of sin and happy hours and the pleasures of this life, as, as it says about Moses in Hebrew 11. And I didn't want to do that. And I started to be overcome by this terrible conflict within me. And this sadness and sorrow was eating alive. And I'd been praying and praying and praying for months for God to help me. I wasn't doing well emotionally. I wasn't doing well mentally. And I felt uh, very scared. And I was very concerned because I had all kinds of problems with my ex-wife. I had all kinds of problems with my disabled daughter. I was running counselor, keeping that afloat, making this transition. And it was tough. I took my daughter to church. And as we walked over the threshold of the church, the Holy Spirit fell on me, and I started to shake from head to toe, literally shaking. And I started crying. And for some reason that morning, my ex-wife came to the service, and she sat with Tracy. And I sat on the end of the aisle seat, crying and weeping through the entire service. I don't remember a thing the pastor said. All I heard was altar call at the end. I got up. I couldn't walk straight. So I was holding on to the pews as I took each step down to the front. As soon as I hit the front, I collapsed on my face. Literally, I did a Peter Pan, bang, and fell over like a board and started heaving, weeping, and wailing in sorrow. I started wailing and weeping and could not stop. The assistant pastor and his wife came over to pray with me, and this went on for an hour. I was weeping and wailing and repenting and begging and pleading and hoping and crying. And an hour later when I got up, a rack of soul wounds and the sorrow and the misery of my life 
had been removed. I got up. There was nobody in the church except the assistant pastor and his wife. The lights were off. I could not believe it. And later on, I ran into this verse. I realized what had happened to me. God had supernaturally cleansed out my broken, crushed soul because I had responded to his call of godly sorrow. Not being sad or having a pity part. That never works. That makes everything worse. I'd done that. But godly sorrow will lead you to repentance that you will never abandon. And you can be healed. I'll never forget that day as long as I live. It was a miracle of miracles in my life. This heavy load and sorrow and sadness was all gone. And I got up a completely different person. And I got up that way because of what Brother Paul wrote here. God was hard on me. He convicted me of my sin. And I responded in a hard, dedicated, and determined manner. And God healed me that day. An hour later, I got up and started my brand new life. on the preceding program are those of the host and not necessarily those of staff, management, or ownership. This program has been sponsored by Michael W. Smith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.